Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective. Well, hey, gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. My name is Matt Knoll. Thank you again. Once again, you've joined me today, and I appreciate you joining me for this podcast. And I hope that you are finding value and encouragement and strength and life and faith and all these good things from God through this podcast. That is my desire. I am here again with my cup of coffee. Going to take a quick sip. Got to have my cup of coffee during the podcast. Hope you've had a great week. I hope you're doing well. I know sometimes life can just get really difficult and be very frustrating. And and I just hope that you're doing good. I hope that you are keeping well, gentlemen. I'd love to connect with you. I love connecting with the listeners of the podcast. You can email me standing on the frontline at gmail.com. I will respond to your email. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at the frontline man. I would love to connect with you and just get to know more about you. If you have anything that you need prayer of, let me know prayer requests. You can email them to me and I'll definitely be praying for you as well. But uh, the whole purpose of this podcast, man, is just by the grace of God. And honestly, by the truth of scriptures, I don't know if you've noticed, but I love to just bring scriptures into this podcast. It's the, the Bible is the living word of God. It's 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 life. And and our faith grows every time we read the word or hear the word. You know, our faith grows stronger in the things of God and in our, in our relationship with Jesus. So saying all that, I just hope that you're encouraged. Uh, this week has been a busy week for, for me. It seems like every week's busy. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, right? Just take today. Today's got enough trouble in it for you already. Um, but it's been a busy week and I haven't seen much of my son. Uh, my son is 18. He's, he works a lot of kind of afternoon and evening. So when I get home from my job, uh, he's already at work. And then he gets home around quarter to 10 at night when I'm ready like to fall asleep. I'm already probably sleeping on the couch and my wife has to wake me up. Austin's home. <laughs> and then I give my son a hug good night and I go to bed. So that's been this week every night. I haven't seen him. So this morning uh, I said, Austin, let's go out for a coffee. So we went to being a good old Canadian boy, went to Tim Hortons and uh, bought my son a, a, a donut and a breakfast sandwich and a cup of coffee. He got himself a double double. And I got my black coffee and a farmer's wrap. I don't know if you ever had a farmer's wrap. It's like a, a wrap with like this incredible sauce and some sausage and some eggs and some cheese 
and uh, you wrap it up, and it's called the farmer's wrap. That's what I got. <laughs> Anyways, we it was just good just to get out with my son. We connected again, and, uh, and it was just really good. We just talked about life, talked about his music. If you don't know, my son produces uh, music, hip-hop music particularly, and uh, he's getting a lot of growth, and uh, he's selling a lot of beats, man. He's got a, his own website, and he's selling a lot of beats, and... Uh, yeah, it's really rolling for him, and God is doing some great things. He's connected with some incredible uh, Christian rappers who are, you know, using his music for their their songs, and it's just really cool. So we talked about that, just talked about life, and it was really good. Talked about the things of God uh, intertwined with life, and uh, I'm really proud of my son. I'm proud of both of my kids. My daughter's 15, and she's a hilarious young lady, and uh, she's such a sweetheart, talented, smart. Uh, funny, beautiful young girl, but I'm just very blessed. But sometimes, you know what? As your kids get older, you, they start to get their own things going on in life and your routine with work, it gets busy, man. So sometimes you got to set apart, even if it's an hour, you know, find that time because we both came home just feeling really encouraged and happy uh, just to hang out together. So that was really cool this morning. Um, last week, something neat happened. Uh, we had a busy Sunday uh, yet last weekend. My daughter spent Saturday night at her cousin's house, and so uh, they live about 45 minutes away. And so Sunday morning, my wife and I and our son went to church. Uh, we both we led worship that morning, and, uh, and then I also preached the sermon last Sunday. So it was a really busy Sunday morning, and uh, after church, I don't know if for those of you who maybe preach or lead any type of ministry, it's exhausting. You kind of give yourself all, you're pouring yourself out, right? And uh, and after you you preach or lead worship or, or whatever it might be, uh, you're tired. Um, I heard I heard somebody once say, after preaching a sermon, it's like working an eight hour day. And I say, amen, because you're exhausted. So I was tired, but now we had to drive out. We we're going to meet halfway to go pick up our daughter. And uh, there was a, a McDonald's close by, the spot that we were meeting. And we're like, you know what? We got some McDonald's coupons. Uh, with with the way inflation is nowadays, man, you got to live by coupons, right? Man shall not live by coupons alone. But <laughs> anyways, we got the McDonald's coupons and we went into McDonald's there and we got some food. And uh, after we we're done eating, I noticed the manager there. Uh, he, he served us. Um, and he was uh, going around the store. He was talking with customers. I overheard him talking to a lot of the staff while we're eating. And I saw this manager. He was uh, then in the lobby, sweeping up the lobby. And I just noticed his work ethic and his personality, the way that he talked with people. And he was talking with this one older gentleman uh, customer for about you know five minutes and showing him pictures of his newborn baby. I just I was I was completely eaves, eavesdropping. I think is that what you say eavesdropping or eavesdropping? I've never literally I've never known how to say that. Whenever I say that, I think of like your east your eaves trough where it catches leaves and the water comes through in, on your house. I've never, what is that? If you can let me know, uh, I know my buddy Gabriel, you'll probably let me know <laughs> what that is. I, I honestly don't know, but I was listening in secretly. Um, and he was just so respectful and just a really nice guy. And he was doing a great job in his job. And so we, we ate, we were there for half an hour. We finished our lunch and uh, I just felt impressed by God. 
to to go up to him. He was now I didn't see him anywhere, but I just felt impressed. I knew it was the Lord impressing up upon me to go and tell him what I just told you, how I thought his work ethic and the way he was treating the customers and people. It, he was doing a stellar job and I wanted him to know that I noticed that. And so I walked up and I didn't see him. So I'm like, ah, whatever. And I started walking to the door to leave. And I, I that prompting, you know what I mean? When the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, I don't know why, but I just felt this prompting. I couldn't leave. And so I walked back up again. My wife and my son were already out the door. <laughs> they didn't know what I was doing. I didn't tell them. And then my daughter was there waiting by the door, kind of watching me. And I went up and I didn't see him. And then finally I saw him there and I just, I walked up to the counter and I said, I kind of waved him over and I said, hey, listen, man. I said, I just, I've noticed you. I've been watching you. <laughs> he probably creeped him out. Like, bro, get out of my store, you, you freak watching me. I said, I've, I've been watching the way that you you, you uh, have been handling your staff and, and the customers and just your work ethic and, and the way that you're managing this store. I said, I just want you to know that you do, you do a great job, man. I noticed that. And I just wanted you to know that it's noticeable. And he was so... He said, thank you, man. Like that's never told me. So thank you. And I said, you know what? You're welcome. I just really wanted to tell you that. And I shook his hand and I said, have a great day. And I walked away and my daughter was by the door and she's giggling because she heard the whole thing. And then we both heard one of the coworkers, uh, a young teenage girl uh, kind of saying, aww. <laughs> And listen, I didn't do it to get any reaction from the teenage girl workers like, oh, like I literally did it because the Holy Spirit prompted me to do it. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what that brother's going through? I just felt and my encouragement for you, it really made him happy. And driving home, my daughter's like, you know, he'll never forget that, dad. And I said, you know what? Actually, he, he'll never forget that. It's true. I remember, you know, people being nice to me when I was a young worker, you know, a, a teenager working or whatever it might be. And so anyway, saying all that, when you feel that prompting, that kind of that nudge of the Holy Spirit, obey, even when it seems kind of silly, you know, it's not that important. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Like, what's it matter to tell him he's doing a good job? But you know what? It, it could literally be life or death for people. It could it could literally change uh, the life of somebody, you speaking a kind word to them when when it's prompted, when the Holy Spirit prompts you, there's a reason for it. Whether it's to send a text message or, you know, tell a manager at McDonald's are doing a great job. Uh, so that's my encouragement for you. I just wanted to share that with you. I thought that was a cool story. And, and even how my daughter watched the whole thing, you know, and, and I just trust that that's a good example for her as well. So saying all that, let's get to today's topic, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Okay going to be exciting. I'm very excited now. <laughs> I want to uh, talk today. Uh, you already know, of course, like I always say, you already know the title of this podcast. Uh, but when a man needs a breakthrough, like, you know, I, I think immediately of the, of the old commercials, it might still be the jingle, but give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Right. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of coffee. <laughs> ah, anyways, we all need a break and there's nothing like a Kit Kat bar on your break. But in all seriousness, gentlemen, sometimes in life, we need a break through, right? We're going through just struggle and we just, we need a miracle. We need something to happen, right? We need an answer. We need something to happen now. That is what a breakthrough is. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you're like, Matt, I need a breakthrough in my life. And you might need a breakthrough in all sorts of 
different areas of your life. You, the, the area in your life where you might need a breakthrough is different than the area of my life where I might need a breakthrough or, or all the other listeners listening right now. We all have different areas, different circumstances that we need breakthrough. And I want you to understand that we have a part to play, but when it comes down to breakthroughs in the lives of Christian men, God is the God of breakthrough. Amen. A breakthrough is literally a sudden, dramatic, or important discovery or development, right? It's like a major breakthrough in, in DNA science research, right? It's like breakthrough in, in medical research. They're they're looking for a cure for cancer, and now there's a breakthrough. They they finally found an answer. Finally, we've been researching this this you know medical uh, experience experiment rather for you know decades and decades. And now finally we figured it out after all these tweaks and all these, you know, tests, test after test after test. Finally, there's a, there's been a breakthrough and it's going to change the course of medical history, right? That that's what a breakthrough is. It's a sudden, uh, important and drastic development or change or discovery in our lives. And maybe right now you are like, God, I need a suddenly. I need you to break through suddenly to bring me into an open door, an opportunity, a new discovery in my life, God. No, I can't be up against this wall anymore. I've been up against this wall too much, God. I can't take it anymore. I can't stand here anymore. I'm punching the wall and nothing is breaking through. God, would you come through and break through this situation in my life? That is a breakthrough. So are you needing a breakthrough, gentlemen? Are you needing a breakthrough in your life? Are you needing a sudden, dramatic, important discovery or development from God in your life? Maybe you do. Maybe you're up against an impossible situation. Sometimes we come there and it sucks. It sucks when you come face to face with something that you don't know how to figure it out. You don't know how you're going to work this out. Marriage problems, problems with your kids, financial problems, health problems, problems at work, problems, 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 problems right? Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I have overcome this world. Amen. And before that, he said, in me, you have peace, but in this world, you're going to have trouble. Gentlemen, you're going to have trouble. We all know that. And sometimes that trouble can literally seem and literally be impossible for you to, to get through. You have no idea how you're going to get out of this one. God, I can't do this without you. I've prayed that prayer many times in my life. I don't know what I'm going to do here, God. I'm up against the wall. I'm in in between a rock and a hard place. God, I don't know what to do here. I need a breakthrough, God. Amen. That's what we're talking about. Those times in your life where you see no way out and you begin to lose hope. You begin to feel desperation. You begin to feel like there's no chance of ever recovering. Those are situations that we can come up against. Maybe you're in despair. Maybe you're weary and worn out and broken down. You feel like you cannot go on. You need a miracle. You need a breakthrough from God. 
And God is the God of breakthroughs, gentlemen. You need to know that. Listen to what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. This is one of my favorite Bible verses. Now unto him, speaking of God, now unto God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within us. Let me read that again. Now unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within within us. The New Living Translation says, unto him who's able to do to accomplish infinitely more that we could ask or think or imagine. Do you know that? That's the God we serve. All those prayers that you've prayed out to God, all those tears that you've cried out to God, all those requests that you've made known to God, God is able to do exceedingly more than all that you can ask. All that you could think, all of those dreams, all of those desires, all of those hopes, those things that you're longing for, those things that you're trusting God for, those breakthrough areas in your life that you are believing God for, God is able to do it, but not just able to do it, he's able to do it exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask, all that you could imagine, all that you could think according to the power that works within us. Listen, that power, I believe, is two things. It is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in every Christian, and it is the power at faith, at work, the faith at work within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. God is able to give you your breakthrough according to his will. It's always according to his will. Your breakthrough is never according to your will. Your breakthrough is never according to what other people think or expect from you. Your breakthrough will come according to God's will, God's plan, God's purpose for your life, according to God's destiny for your life, for your marriage, for your family, for your finances, for your future, for your present. God's plan for your life will come through in the form of your breakthrough. It's always according to his will. Amen. But God is able to do it above that we can what we can ask or think. That's powerful. Amen. Accomplishes infinitely more than we could ask or think. Listen, your money is not able to bring that breakthrough. You might think it is. Sometimes I think if I only had more money, then I would I would see that breakthrough. Maybe sometimes, but not necessarily. Not primarily, not ultimately. God is the source. Supernatural power of God, miracle working power of God is your ultimate source of breakthrough in your life. Not your money, not your friends, not your talents, not your abilities, not your education, not your diploma, not your bachelor's degree, not your wife, not your children, not your work, not your career. None of that stuff is your ultimate breakthrough. All of those things might help you, but your breakthrough will ultimately come from God, from a supernatural move of God, from God speaking forth and breaking through supernaturally by his miracle working power in your life to give you that breakthrough. Amen. God is able. Listen, the doctor's report that you might have received this week 
or a loved one of yours might have received a bad doctor's report and you are not sure what you're going to do with that report. You're, you're afraid of the cancer. You're afraid of the sickness. You're afraid of the outcome. You're worried. You're now thinking about life and you're thinking about death and you're thinking about sickness. What about my family? What am I going to do? God, and you're, you, you, you don't, you've no idea. God is able. You don't know what you're up against the wall in sickness. In, in in the report of the doctor, but God is able. The bank may be looking, calling you every, you know, every hour, calling you, sending you emails saying, sir, you know, we need the money you owe us. You're you're three months behind on your mortgage. You're, you're behind on your payments for this and this and this, and they're tracking you down for money and it's money that you don't have, but God is able. Maybe right now your marriage is in a rough place and your wife might be considering leaving you. You and your wife are just arguing all the time. You and your wife are fighting all the time. You're, you're just living under the same roof. There, there seems to be no love. There seems to be no hope for your marriage. And she's even threatening you to leave you, to file for divorce. Listen, God is able. God can restore that marriage. God can bring that breakthrough that you need in your marriage. God can. God is able. Maybe you as a father, you feel like you failed. And maybe you failed miserably with your kids. And maybe your kids want nothing to do with you right now in your life. They don't talk to you. They don't call you. They don't text you. They don't communicate with you. They don't want to spend time with you. And if that's you, you need to understand that God is able to restore. You are up against the wall in relationship with your children. God is able to bring breakthrough in that relationship. Gentlemen, you need to understand that God is able. God is the source of your breakthrough. Maybe right now you're out of work and you're sending off dozens of resumes. You're, phone, you're making phone calls to companies to see if they're hiring. You need a job and you're doing all that you know how to do to find a, work, find a new job, to find work. Maybe you just lost a job. Maybe you don't know what you're going to do with your career, with your job, and you're stressed right out. Listen, God is able to find you a new job. God is able to provide all that you need. God is your breakthrough against the wall with you needing to find work. Amen. God is able. He is able. God is your breakthrough, gentlemen. Maybe right now in your life, you're struggling with addiction. You're struggling with an alcohol addiction, a drug addiction, a pornography addiction. Whatever kind of addiction you might be struggling with right now, you're depressed, you're anxious, all these things are bombarding you. Listen, God is your breakthrough. He is able. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that God is able to save even to the uttermost those who call on his name. God, there's no situation too hard for God to take care of. Amen. He is the source of your breakthrough. He's the source of my breakthrough. You need a breakthrough in any area of your life? God is able. And that is a wonderful time for me to take another sip of my coffee. Thank you for waiting. Man, I'm passionate about this. God is able. We serve the God who spoke everything into existence by the word of his power. He just speaks. God just speaks forth and it is. He just thinks and it is and it is. <laughs> and it is. God just God just 
tilts his finger a little bit and boom, there it is. There's your answer. Amen? God is able. God is your breakthrough. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, verse 27. What is impossible with man is possible with God. All of those situations right now in your life that are impossible, it's possible for God. Nothing is ever impossible for God other than lying. God can't lie. The Bible says that. It's impossible for God to lie. He cannot lie. Amen? He also can't fail. So all these situations right now that you're thinking about, all these things that you're stressed out about, all these things in your life that are very real, that are causing you to lose sleep at night, causing pressure throughout your day, it's impossible for you. You've tried for years. You've tried for years to break that addiction. You've tried for years to figure out a budget for your finances. You've tried for years to get in right relationship with your kids, with your wife. You've tried for years, all of these things. You've tried all, all the things. You've got, got counseling. You've got therapy. You've all, all these things. And all these things are good. All these things are needed at times. But listen, you've tried everything and it's impossible. Matt, you don't understand. You know what? I might not understand gentlemen. But what I do believe and what I do know is that if Jesus says the things that are impossible for you and me, they are not impossible for God. All things are possible for God. Amen? That is so incredible to know. That brings such hope into our lives, gentlemen. The truth that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And that those things that are impossible for us to figure out, God is able. Amen. Listen to Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. God says, see, I am doing a new thing. Maybe right now in your life, God's doing something new. Maybe you are up against this wall because God is about to show himself strong and he's going to break down that wall and he's going to open up a door that he sets before you and he's going to launch you into something new. Are you wanting something new? Are you needing a change right now? God is able. God knows. But he says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? And he says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That is the God we serve. He makes a way in the wilderness. The wilderness, there's no water. It's desert. It's all sand and cactus. But God is the God who can make streams in the desert, in the wasteland. Amen? There's a, a Bible passage in, in Exodus chapter 17, and Israel was in the wilderness. And, and they were literally dying of thirst. They needed water desperately. And so listen to Exodus 17, verse 2. So once more, the people complained against Moses, give us water to drink. They demanded, quiet, Moses said, why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? And then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. 
And the Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people, take your staff, the one that you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. And listen to what God tells Moses. I'll stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. And God tells Moses this, strike the rock with the rod, hit the rock, and water will come gushing out. And then the people will be able to drink. So Moses obeyed God and struck the rock as he was told and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Like what? They're watching. What? You're hitting a rock with a stick and then suddenly water came out of the rock. Amen. Nothing's impossible for God, gentlemen. If God can make water come from a rock to to provide water to drink, to quench the thirst of God's people, nothing's impossible for him. It's amazing. Go out. You're thirsty right now. Go hit a rock. <laughs> See what happens, right? Nothing's impossible for God. We know the story. Jesus fed 5,000 men, plus their wives and plus their children, maybe eight to 10,000 people. Jesus fed them with two fish and little five little loaves of bread. Nothing's impossible for God. In the scripture, we read multiple times, Jesus healed people with the bl- people who were blind. One time, Jesus spit and rub dirt in the spit and rub that on a man's eyes and the man's eyes were restored. Nothing's impossible for God. Jesus healed in Mark chapter 5. Jesus healed the woman who was suffering with an issue of blood for 12 years and she spent all her money on doctors and and it just got worse and she touched Jesus' robe and Jesus healed that woman instantly. She needed a breakthrough. She needed a breakthrough. She needed a miracle. And she received it because nothing's impossible with God. God at one time in one story with the story of Balaam, God spoke words through a donkey. The donkey started talking to Balaam. God at one time brought walls, the walls of Jericho down. He told the people to walk around the walls. And on the seventh day, they shouted and the walls came tumbling down by the power of God. Nothing's impossible for God. Jonah disobeyed God and ran away from God. And God still saved him when they threw him overboard. God still saved him by sending a large fish to swallow Jonah in the water so he didn't drown. It's a miracle. (laughs) Nothing's impossible for God. Jesus raised his friend Lazarus back to life again after he was dead for four days. A body was dead for four days and And Jesus rose Lazarus back to life again. Jesus was born from a virgin woman. That's impossible. Impossible. An impossible situation. No virgin could ever give birth to a a baby. It's, It's scientifically impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? And like I said already, God created everything that we see with the power of his words. Nothing is impossible with God. So, as I take a sip of coffee, let me ask you, what breakthrough do you need from God? Think about that. Right now in your life, what breakthrough do you need from God? I want to encourage you with Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. Even when there was no reason for hope, this is speaking about Abraham. At this time, he's like a hundred years old. That's old. Even when there was no reason for hope, notice that Abraham was in a time in his life where there was no reason for hope. 
Do you ever feel like that? Maybe right now you feel like that. You're, there's no reason for hope. All, all I see are walls surrounding me. I don't see any reason for hope. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping and believing that he would become the father of many nations because God said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. God told Abraham that you will have the descendants as as the numbers of the stars in the sky. That will be the number of your descendants. I am going to produce seed through you, Abraham. And Abraham, when there was no reason to believe this, he kept hoping and believing that God would come through for him, even when it seemed to be impossible. And verse 19 says, And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years old of age, again, no reason to hope, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was his wife Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. Gentlemen, you might be up against a wall. I know I'm saying that a lot, but that's what this is all about. This is you and me up against the wall, and we need God to come through and break down that wall for us. That is what we are talking about today. And Abraham was up against that wall. And it says here in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, that Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. Right now, as you stand face to face against that wall, your faith is becoming stronger. You might feel weaker, but your faith is becoming stronger as you wait for your breakthrough. And in this, he brought glory to God because verse 21 says he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And I say, amen. God is able to do again. Ephesians 3.20, exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen. Amazing. Even when you are up against an impossible situation, God is able. And I want to just close this podcast with one last story here from the Bible. It's in regards to the people of Israel again. Uh, they were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years under incredible um, uh, task uh, masters and, and, and slave drivers in Egypt. Who and, and for 400 years, and God decided now God was like, okay, I've heard your cries. And now he's going, he, send Mo- he sends Moses uh, to go to Egypt to set my people free, right? And, and, and Pharaoh refuses and refuses and refuses. And God sends 10 plagues uh, to Pharaoh and to Egypt. And finally, after the 10th plague, uh, finally there's freedom. Fine, go. You and your people go, you know, Pharaoh says. Um, And so we read here in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 to 18, when Pharaoh finally let the people go after all the plagues came, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though it was the shortest route to the promised land. So notice that there was a short route to the promised land, but God did not send them along the main road down the shortest way, okay? God said if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So verse 18 says, so God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. 
Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. So Israel's leaving. They're excited. Finally, we're free. Finally, we are delivered from slavery. Woohoo! And God leads them towards an ocean. And at this time, they don't know it, but God is leading them to a wall. God is leading them to a wall called the ocean. It's impossible. He intentionally led them to the Red Sea. He intentionally led them into an impossible and an impassable situation. They needed a breakthrough. Exodus chapter 14, verse 5. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and so he chased after the people of Israel. So Pharaoh and his army of 600 chariots are now chasing towards Israel, who is at a Red Sea, up against a wall. This is not looking good. Verse 9, the Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore at the Red Sea. Verse 10, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and were panicking. They're freaking out. They're like, we're up against the wall. We're up against this Red Sea. There's nowhere for us to go. And now look behind us. There's Pharaoh and his, and his army coming to kill us. We're dead. We are dead. And they looked up and they panicked. And when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, they cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than to be a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, verse 13, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Do you hear those words of faith? They're up against a wall. They need a breakthrough. Gentlemen, right now in your life, when you are in that place right now, you're up against that situation that's not breaking down. You need a breakthrough. In the words of Moses to the people of God, a people of Israel, he says, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. In other words, watch God break through for you today. Now, gentlemen, I don't know when your breakthrough is going to come, but I believe that God will bring us breakthrough into these situations in our lives. I don't know when. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be in, in a year, in five years, in 10 years. I don't know. But you need to believe God for your breakthrough. Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians that you see today will never be seen again. All right? That's what he just told them. And they're like, okay, but we have nowhere to go. And we see them. They're coming to kill us. And you're telling us, stand still. Don't be afraid. The army that you see, you'll never see again. 
This makes no sense to me. Verse 14, Moses continues, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. I want to encourage you with that, gentlemen. Sometimes when we're up against the wall, we take the hammer and we just start swinging. We are we are taking our baseball bat, you know, our Louisville slugger, and we are just wailing on that wall, just trying to make our own breakthrough. I've been there before, gentlemen. I've been there before. I'll make a breakthrough myself. God's not coming through for me. I'm going to take care of this myself. And I always fall flat on my face. It never works to provide your own breakthrough. It always fails. You need to stand still up against that wall that you are facing and trust in God and believe that he's fighting on your behalf and just stay calm and believe that the breakthrough is coming. Amen. Verse 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving, move forward. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And we know the story that Moses held his staff up in obedience to God. And God did a miracle. He brought the winds and he and he opened up the ocean. This impassable situation that was standing in front of Israel. That God said, move forward. And God came through and he opened up the Red Sea. A miracle. And he made dry land. There's walls of ocean on each side of them. And there's a path through the Red Sea of dry land. And they start walking through to their freedom. And the Bible says that when they get through the impossible situation. They walked through on dry land. As soon as all of Israel was through and and out of harm's way and out of the ocean's path, God commanded the waves to crash in over the enemy. And according to what God told them in chapters, in verses before, that the army you see, you will see no more. Now that prophecy came to pass. And now the army was swallowed up in the ocean. They, were, they needed a breakthrough. They were up against the ocean. The army was behind them. They were going to die. They couldn't go left. It's all wilderness. They couldn't go right. It's all wilderness. They had nowhere to go. There was nothing they could do but trust God and believe God for breakthrough. And God broke through. God broke through. Amen? Sometimes God will take us to an impossible and an impassable situation. And you can't figure it out on your own, gentlemen. And there you are. Like I said, you are hammering that wall. You're trying to make your own breakthrough and you're so tired and you're so worn out and it just seems to be getting worse and it's taking longer. God, how long do I have to wait? God's ways are perfect. God's timing is perfect. God will break through this situation in his perfect way and in his perfect time. I close with Psalm 71, verse 20 and 21. The psalmist writes, You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore to me life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Sometimes God allows 
hardship. Sometimes God leads us into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into a time of temptation in the wilderness for 40 days. It's true. I don't get it, but I'm not God. And so whatever circumstance you're facing with right now, you're up against, and it it just seems to never go away, I want to encourage you to believe God for breakthrough. God is able. Nothing's impossible for him. And if I can support you in your faith journey as you fight this good fight on the front line, gentlemen, I want to do that as much as I can. Email me, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Let me know what you're going through. I can be praying for you. I want to invite you to join me on Frontline Men's Prayer. It's on Zoom and it's 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday. And if you want to join for that time of prayer, we just get just, you know, so far it's just been a handful of us. Every Friday we get together, we share burdens, things that you're dealing with, things that you're going through, things that you need prayer for, and then we pray for each other. And it's awesome. It's awesome. I invite you to join us for Frontline Men's Prayer, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom, every Friday. Connect with me on social media at The Frontline Man on Instagram and Facebook. But gentlemen, hold on. Your breakthrough's coming. Hold on. Amen. God is able. God is your breakthrough. So until next time, gentlemen, just keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for joining me on the front line. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.